Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorkong, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. And he's put out important news today, big news. Terry Lynch, CEO of Power Nickel, trades in Canada on the stock symbol PNPN. And for our friends in the U.S. under CMETF, for those who are new to the story, the name may be giving around already, Power Nickel. They're focusing on high potential battery metal prospects in Canada and Chile. They recently completed the acquisition uh, of its option to acquire up to 80% of the NISC project, which transforms the company into providing battery medicals for the emerging electric vehicle industry. And as a result, simultaneously, they're going to be spinning out their copper and gold prospects into separate public companies. We'll talk about that later. But for now, Power Nickel is focused on confirming and expanding its current high-grade nickel copper PG mineralization historical resource that's a 4301 from 2009 as follows 1.255 million uh, tons at 1.09% nickel, 783,000 tons indicated, 1.05 million tons inferred, all up in that high, uh, high grade categorization. And now they've announced Power Nickel to commence 4,000 meter drill program on its major nickel development target, NISC, which I just talked about. Terry. Welcome to the show. George, always great to be here. We're excited for, uh, you know, to uh, talk about our, our very exciting uh, story. I want to talk before we get into the details of this press release. Uh, I'm going to take an excerpt of a quote of yours, which is, it's rare to find a project with historical resource with an almost 2% nickel equivalent at current prices for all the other support for supporting resources, uh, minerals that we believe has a credible chance to become a mine. We look forward to concentrating our efforts on NISC and moving it from historical resource through the mine development process as quickly as possible. That's a powerful quote. Uh, you know, usually when we're talking about resources, people are talking really far off in the distance. How significant is NISC compared to other nickel projects? Yeah, we, you know, we don't think there's another one like it, really. I mean, th that that was available certainly to us, and uh, you know, we looked around. If you look at com other comparables, uh, you know, from a grade perspective, I guess you pretty much have to go to Talon Metals would be the the next one up, and that's you know they, they've got you know sort of ten million tons similar grade, and they're worth like I don't know close to half a billion right now. We're like fifteen million or so. So we we looked at it as like a a category killer, and, and that potentially and I mean, to, to get to be a mine, you probably have to get to 10 million tons. So, you know, we're at 3 million historical. So we have to obviously confirm that, but, you know, we have no doubt, no reason to believe that that won't be confirmed. And we and that this drill board program will do that and, and then enhance it by a lot. So, you know, if you're 30% of the way there, that's that's a, that's fantastic, you know. Uh, as you know, it's, it's tough to find a resource. So, uh, and now we, uh, you know, we, we did uh, 3D modeling on this resource for the first time in history. And uh, with, with a modeler that's already modeled two successful mines in that area. So I, I, uh, I know you okay, know- That's a good piece of information. Oh so yeah, you know- Already know, modeled two successful mines in that area. Yeah, I, I know you know that, you know, I mean, it, you know, there's geologists and, and, and geophysicists, but everyone's got their area of expertise. So, you know, a, a guy who's fantastic in BC's Golden Triangle, you know, may not be great in Peru or may not be awesome in James Bay. So, so when we have somebody who's got domain expertise in James Bay and has done successfully modeled a couple of big deposits up there, I mean, 
they know the lay of the land. So they're, 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 this is the best we can get, right? And so we're really excited about what work they have done. And we're, you know, we're basically following that work to our, our exploration program. So we're, we're pretty pumped about it. Suffice it to say that you're really, on a scale of one to 10, extremely happy with how the company is positioned because you got yeah. this project, which yeah. is great right now. You've yeah. got a great company doing the 3D modeling and you're about to enter drill, this, this great drill program. Suffice to say, you, you're loving where you're at right now? Totally. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we, you know, it's, you know how it is. We, we, we raised our money at uh, 25 cents and 40 cents. So, you know, now the stock's like around 20 or 21 today or something. So often it, it, it takes time to take money in in junior mining and actually put it to work properly. And, you know, unless you're sort of like a windbag coming out with all sorts of, you know, BS uh, releases, which isn't us. We, we don't do that. We we sort of got to work, you know, you get the permits, you get the drilling crews lined up, you do the science the right way, and then you're ready to go. So we're ready to go now and we're, we're uh, all systems go. And now we want to get out and tell the world, hey, this is a great story and you should be looking at it. And if you're an investor in in, uh, in battery metals or you're an investor in mining, then you should be considering us because we're a hell of a deal. So let's talk about this drill program because obviously this is really important because you want to come out, you want to upgrade your resource estimate. You want to upgrade yep. your four through one one I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to my last question first in this part. Will this 4,000 meter drill program, will that be sufficient to get you to uh, upgrade the, the, the historical resource estimate or will you need to do more after that? No, no, no. This whole program has been designed to basically allow us to put out a new 43101 and update it one. So the, the same engineering firm that did the, 3D modeling is going to be our QC. So that you know, the good news about that is, you know, they're they're already working on the uh, 43101 in terms of all the prep work and the steps that need to be taken to qualify. So you know, as soon as we generate the assays, they'll that'll fall into their models and they'll turn this over very quickly. So we're, we're expecting that we'll have a a, a new 43101 uh, in Q1, probably sort of uh, end of January, early February, would be my expectation. And I was just look. My next question is timeline. When does the drill program start? So, when so, does it end? And yep. when do you think you'll have enough information to put out a new resource estimate? So we expect that that the uh, drilling will start uh, early next week. Uh, it's a four week program, give or take. And um, wow, that's fast, Terry. Yep. I mean, you guys are really you guys are really moving. Yeah, we. You know, I mean, it's basically fifteen holes. So, you know, ranging from 80 meters to 450. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be uh, crazy drilling. So it shouldn't be, a, you know, we're not expecting anything untoward up there. Uh, very exper experienced crews worked in the area many, many, many times. So it's, it's a, you know, a very uh, competent at what they do. So uh, we're hoping to get that turned around in the assay labs four to six weeks. And then, so that would put the, uh, you know, sort of results in sort of mid-gen and, uh, and then sort of, uh, you know, I think probably early February for the uh, resource, because we're working with the, you know, the, you know, we're not starting from scratch. Usually people wait until they get it all done and then they start the process and it's like two months, but we, 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 we because the, the advisor is working with us, we'll be able to expedite that. And uh, so we're, you know, we'll be able to turn around very quickly. And just in time for PDAC, hopefully we're going to have a live PDAC this year. Well, that would be great. We'll be able to show up to the PDAC with a, uh, you know, fingers crossed, but we're not saying anything because we can't, but hopefully it's going to be a, a great upgraded resource estimate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, one of the things that we liked from a risk management perspective when we made the investment was we looked at the, 
you know, the great drilling intercepts they've had. And in our, you know, if, if people go to our site and download the, the, the deck there, they'll see these intercepts and, you know, they're, they're quite high grade and we're just stepping out from there. So this is not exploration drilling. This is what I would call step out drilling. So we're, we're you know, and we think we understand, you know, through our uh, modeling, you know, how this, uh, you know, resource, you know, moves. So we're expecting, you know, with pretty significant degree of confidence that we're going to have some good results matching or bettering, uh, you know, what we've always had historically. So, you know. And by the way, also, let me ask you, Terry, those historical numbers, because I read them off at the yep. beginning. I'll just remind people. Yeah. Uh, you know, the measured uh, was 1.09% nickel, 0.5%, uh, 5.6% uh, copper. But, you know, to most most of us, we don't know what that means. How good are those numbers, especially the 2%? Equivalent? Yeah, you know, think of it as... How good uh, is that? Think of it as almost $500 rock. You know, that, that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, amazing revenue per ton, right? So, I mean, people, if you look at, you know, imagine one gram of gold, you know, that people have a perspective, say, okay, one gram is sort of like a benchmark. So one gram of gold is basically 30 grams in a ton. So gold, uh, if you take a, a, you know a ton of gold, you have to have 30 tons of it to make one ounce, right? So you, you got, let's say it's 1800 bucks, that's 60 bucks a ton, 450 versus 60. Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's why I ask you, right? Because yeah. look, so, so, so that, that, those numbers, that, that's the materiality of it. That, that's, that's the way you look at it just from like a rule of thumb. So that's a pretty exciting you know, number. So we're, we're at almost 2% nickel EQ. You know, so you're, you're, you're at, uh, you know, basically 40 pounds of nickel, you know, so, uh, you know, times whatever the nickel price is today, you know, so that's the number, right? So, uh, um, so that's, that's a very attractive number. Well, let's talk about nickel then. Um, mm -hmm. uh, again, we always hear, you know, most investors here, nickel will be important for electric vehicle batteries and so on and so forth. But just, you know, Talk to us. So, so, so yeah. why, why so important to like yeah, so Again, we've got some good slides to speak to that in, in our slideshow at the, at the site. So that'll help people get a bit more detail. But, you know, and the Nickel Institute is really great. Nickel.org is a really awesome place to go to get further information on nickel. But generally speaking, right now in batteries, about 39% of the composition of it would be nickel. Okay. It's moving to 55% or 58%. That's because nickel is, is, uh, been proven to be, uh, you know, a better store. They, they've engineered it to be uh, a better storage device, and it's cheaper. Like the other other components in the batteries are much more expensive per pound than nickel, like co cobalt, lithium, etc. So, so, so to the extent that the you know chemists can move the product to nickel, even though nickel's going up in value, it's still way cheaper than than cobalt or lithium. So that's why uh, you know the the battery market has taken off. The other thing most people have no clue on is that I bet you don't know that only maybe 25, 27% of the world's nickel is eligible to be used for batteries. You know, nope. oh, how, how would I okay. know that? So, so basically recycled nickel and laterite nickel, that doesn't work. Uh, you know, I mean, theoretically it could work with a lot of work, but it makes it uneconomic. So basically the sulfates are much purer form of nickel are generated when you process it. And you need a very pure form of nickel to make a good battery. So basically, that's one of the, the, you know, the hottest things about our project is that it's a sulfate discovery, and it'll be awesome for, uh, you know, nickel battery manufacturers. So that's why we've already had, you know, nickel, you know, I've had guys from, you know, China and Korea that are representing nickel uh, battery manufacturers contact us and say, hey, you know, we're interested in your project and, 
you know, do you need financing? And, you know, no, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. So, but uh, that's, that's, that's why, because it's, these things are super rare. Well, it's interesting you say that if only 25 to 27% of the world's nickel is even eligible for the, like, how, how, what percentage of that ballpark, I don't know if you have the number, is actually strategically located in North America, because you guys are in a great spot right here. Yeah, in you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be a lot in North America, my friend. No, you know, they, they, there's not, uh, I mean, that's why, you know, Talon's had such a great response, because that's, that would be the first significant nickel, that would be the biggest nickel discovery in America, you know, so they, they, they've done very well with that. And, uh, and that's very important, right? It seems like yeah. there's a real move to create it's a strategic metal. The U.S. has designated as a strategic metal, so that they need more nickel for sure. If all goes well, and that's a loaded question, Terry, because I, I don't care if you're the biggest company in the world of all the funding and have all the people you need, business does not go in a straight line. That's not the way it works. But if all goes well, relatively speaking, what can NISC be and when could it be a mine ballpark? I'm not holding you to, I'm not holding you precise numbers and precise yeah, dates. So, so what's I mean, the big I, picture I, look like? So I, would, I would say, you know, um, it, what the steps are is first, we need to get to a PEA. You, you need to, I would say, find a resource of eight to 10 million tons, get a PEA done. And that generally is sort of when the checkered flags start to come down. So I would say that'll take us a year to get there. You know, that, that's a realistic target. I think we could get there by this time next year. Um, and then, uh, then you know, to become a mine, uh, you know, it's still even, in, and, and we're blessed, like right across the road from us is a major Hydro-Quebec substation. Like we're off the highway. We got thousands, you know, like hundreds of people going to work there every day. So you can build a two wards there. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and it's like- Generate some cash flow in the meantime. No, <laughs> exactly. But imagine, uh, in terms of having an electrified uh, mine site, I mean, no problem. This will be the greenest nickel plant in the world because it'll be so cost-effective to do so. So, so I think you know, you know, how quickly could you build a mine? I mean, I, I would say realistically, George, you're probably looking at five years because you, you, any way you look at it, you still have to go through your environmental reviews and and you know, you got to do your pre-feasibility pre study, feasibility study. You know, it just it mining is a it takes time, you know, but I mean, our game, just so everyone's clear of why they should invest in power nickel and how they might profit from it. Our game is to find the mine, prove, or, you know, prove it can become a mine, define how big that mine can be and how profitable, and then it's to sell it because we're not okay, going to Okay, good. It. I was actually going to ask that. that. That's not, that's not what we do. All the way through, or no. do you want to sell it in a couple no, of years? So, so we could be out of this thing in 12 to 24 months. That would be the plan. You know, and, and, and we, we could go up there and, you know, find the resource, prove that it's mineable and, and, and show the economics. And then we would look to uh, look to sell it to a developer and they would take it the rest of the way. So that, I'm glad you answered that question, because sometimes investors say, man, I can't wait around, especially in this new age. Right, Terry? Of yep. Everything moves fast. You tell <laughs> something, done for me lately. Yeah. Wait for George Com for five years. Like, oh, man, five years. That's yeah. There's a million things that can happen in five years. So I'm glad that you gave us a time frame, that ballpark. If, by the way, for everybody at home, we're, Terry's not giving a specific date. We're not, to, but we're talking, the company is allowed to talk about yeah, what's yeah, its big picture plan. Yeah, that's the big picture plan right there. Exactly. And, and, and I think from an investment perspective, what you want to do, uh, I think the smart guys do in this space is if you find a company that's got a resource, that's got a shot of being a mine, that's a great time to ride the deal because 
I mean, you're basically paying, you're buying us for expiration prices right now. We're trading for nothing. And we've got a, you know, historical resource. It's got to be, you know, reconfirmed, but, but that's a pretty good bet. If this thing, you know, now we're looking at extending it. And what's interesting, we're, we're working on one pod. The way these nickel sulfate deposits work globally is they're usually multi-pod. It's not one. Mother Earth doesn't do it like that. Doesn't, it's not just one pod. Yeah, it doesn't like, deposit all one place. Yeah, it's like it's not, it's not a treasure bag. Yeah, it's like always typically three or four of these things. So we're targeting only, we're working only the one we know. We've got geophysics on the three other ones that we think are very likely to contain the same stuff, but we're not going to test that until we reposition the company because we're trading so cheap right now. We need to sort of show people what we are, that we are a major nickel discovery, could well become a mine get people to sort of recognize that and translate that into value proposition and then we'll, we'll go from there but I, I think that that's uh, that's super exciting and if the interview ended right there terry um who wouldn't be happy with what you're talking about both current investors or prospective investors say okay this is definitely something i got to take a much deeper look into for sure if it but on top of that all right you're also spinning out your gold and your copper projects into separate pubco. So Power Nickel essentially is gonna is gonna spawn three companies. Power you Nickel, know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Gold Co, Copper Co. Can you give yeah, us an update you, on what those spinouts are looking like just briefly? Yeah, when we first looked at it, you know, uh, we were gonna do separate ones for BC and for Chile. And then Chile ran into its issues with uh, you know, its current uh, you know, constitutional, you know, debate. And uh, you know. What's happening in Chile right now is you've got a right-wing government and a left-wing constitutional committee, and they're they're uh, they're they're you know determining effectively the many cases that the business fate of the country. And until that's decided, it's not in our interest as an investor, you know, to be putting a lot more stakes in Chile. To be honest with you, we love Chile. We think they will work it out. But listen, we're we're we're, we're playing with other people's money, including my own. And, and, you know, it doesn't make sense from a risk perspective, we're putting more risk on the table there. We're keeping our claims, we're keeping our people going, we're looking at exploring joint ventures, but we're not putting fresh capital on the table. So that's not a, a healthy environment to have a spinoff in. So we've basically decided just to merge Chile in with BC because they're both copper gold, you know, so it's basically, it's going to be one company, it's going to be called Consolidation Gold and Copper. And basically for every, uh, you know, 25 shares of power nickel you have, you'll get one. I mean, it's subject to shareholder approval and blah, blah, blah. But generally, that's how they'll work. There'll be a company that has about you know, 16 to 18 million shares outstanding, of which 20% will be in the public hand. 80% will be held at Power Nickel. So that's a tremendous structure. I know you're a structure guy. You know that that's a ridiculous structure. And the reason why you do that is that, you know, you want the you don't want to put 100% of the shares in the market at once. Because some people just may baff it out for no reason at all. Whereas you put well, it's a free gift, and they figure, let me just, you know, it's a, it's a free dig. It's a freebie. And 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 I'm telling you, the in my mind, the, the this particular deal is worth a current market cap. <laughs> you know, like our, we we love our gold and copper properties in BC uh, and in Chile. Chile, we're we're saying, hey, business prudence suggests that we don't activate that today. But our gold and triangle property, it's in the heart of the action, man. It's just. Oh, beneath, we know it's, 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 it's beneath Strike uh, uh, Scotty Resources, above Strike Point, just beside Ascot, like overlooking the town of Stewart. It's never been drilled on. They drove right up to the border, got some tremendous results. And we've gotten, you know, we were on there this summer, did a bunch of work, got some geofixes coming back on that that'll gear up their drill program for next year. So we're it, it's got porphyry targets that look amazing, never been tested. I mean, 
it's it, from a junior mining perspective, it doesn't get any more exciting, but it's obviously a different animal. It's an exploration, uh, you know, program, and you, you have exploration risk. But we think it's pretty amazing, and we'll and we have no doubt that worst case, we could always sell this ground to, you know, to Scotty or Strike Point because they'd love to have it. But you know, we think that we might have the we may have the cherry. So uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna test that. So uh, yeah, so I mean, so our, our shareholders are gonna get a really great structured company that's got some tremendous assets in it, in 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 BC and in and in Chile. And um, you know, we're gonna have a, a you know another date uh, with Destiny uh, this summer. Any, I was gonna say any ballpark when that might happen. Yeah, so we'll, we we'll look to get it approved at our annual meeting in December, and we'll look to uh, get the legal process done in Q1. So. I would think it sometime you know, later Q1, that'll be fe February, March, uh, people would have the uh, the new entities uh, stock in their accounts. So much going on at Power Nickel, Terry, and it's all great. Uh, so great to see, like you guys done a great job of you know maintaining these projects, moving them forward. With NISC, you went out, you acquired the option, you guys, and now it looks like 2022 is, uh, is definitely going to be a year of excitement because there's so much going on. What that translates into, we don't know and we can't say, uh, but all the factors look great. And that's up to investors do their own due diligence uh, to make that determination. But congratulations, Terry, as a shareholder, as a friend, uh, congratulations on what's what's happened at Power Nickel. And I can't wait for this 4,000 meter drill program to start. Yes. Oh, by the way, are you going to bring out the assays piecemeal or all 15 holes in one shot when it's all done? You know what? I, I, that's a question that we haven't really uh, uh, determined yet. I, I, I guess if they come, if they're if they're coming back, uh, you know, in in in, in parcel, it would, would release them as we as we receive them. I, that would be my take. I, I don't see why we right. would hold them up. You know, All right. So. so then we don't got to wait for the full uh, six weeks. We may have yeah, them right. Out, yep. You know, every two yep. three every, every two to three weeks after you've begun drilling. Yes, that would be that would be a good strategy. I think. Good luck, Terry. Good luck to you and your team. Hoping you hit it out of the park. And as always, okay. thanks for joining us to talk to everybody. You're always an amazing interview. Uh, and by the way, uh, I want to say it again. You're also, if most people, a lot of people watch this may not know this, but you're also a very big friend to the small cap world for the efforts you've undertaken with a group, with a team behind you, a lobby group to try and put an end to short selling in the Canadian small cap market. So, you know, I always want to thank you for that as well. And, uh, and can't wait to have you back next time. Okay, George, we'll talk to you soon about that. Talk, talk, to, you, talk to you later. Thanks again. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Terry Lynch, he's CEO of Power Nickel, trades in Canada under PNPN. You can see the stock symbol right there in the, in the frame. And as well in the U.S. for our American friends, CMETF. For those of you new to the story, now's the time to do your due diligence. Two ways to do that. One, get to the company's profile page in Agoracom, where we give you a great thousand-foot overview summary because there are a lot of moving parts here. We give you a great uh, overview there so you can understand the story quickly. And then from there, link right over the Power Nickel website. Do your deep dive due diligence. Hope you discover your next great small cap battery metals company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.